Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Good morning. Well, you, you man the fort. going to get the communion. Um, so you all get your communion out as well. We will be doing communion. We try to do it every week when we can. See how teamwork is, though? As th- this is why it's better to be married. Because you'll have, you know, four <laughs> legs versus two or four. You can just get things done. The Bible says two are better than one. So That's right. Praise God. We got two. Amen. So go ahead and get your communion. For those that need prayer after this is over, feel free to con- to contact Andrew Womack Ministries at 719-635-1111. 719-635-1111. Um, hope you guys had a tremendous week last week. Um, we had a great week on our end. God is so good. God has so much for each one of you. You know, there's there's a word today for each one of us and not just for you. It's for us, too. Like we we hear the word and it it ministers to us. You know, we still have to walk by faith. Absolutely. Also, you know, uh, we still have a, a life to live and purpose to fulfill. Yeah. And it's going to require faith. And that means it's going to require action. You know, when you went to, <laughs> I mean, yes, it is. No, it's, it's funny because, you know, when you first became a believer and if nothing happened to you, meaning there was no change, now obviously there's nothing that you can necessarily see mm-hmm. as such, but you're, something should change about you. Right. You know, your behavior should change. You know, maybe you weren't going to church. Now you started going to church and, and maybe you used to, you know, uh, you know, smoke your reefer and drink your liquor, and now you don't. You know, you're just making different decisions. Why? Because you believe right. that there was a change right. that took place, right. and based off of what you believe, right. it led you to new actions. Right, and you and you <clears throat> recognize the need to cooperate with the change that had taken place. Right. You recognize that my hey, my spirit man has been changed. The Bible says that I, all things have had been made new. Right. So my spirit has completely been re, renewed. Correct. Made new. The Bible says it's basically a being. It, it's a spirit that has never like existed before. It's a it's a, an entirely new being. So in cooperation with that, there were things that we did. There were adjustments that we made. You could say in cooperation, not to finalize what was complete in the spirit, because, hey, it was complete in the spirit. There was nothing more necessary for you to do to get better in the spirit. When you were made new, you can't become any more new in the spirit realm, but you can renew your mind now to the the newness that has that has transpired in the spirit realm. Right. So you renewed your mind in the word. You put down some, some bad habits through the help of the Holy Spirit. You realize, hey, that's not me. You identify with this new being. And that identification allowed you and, and basically started to transform you, gave you new desires, gave you new want-tos, 
gave you new, uh, you know, abilities in the spirit realm, things that you didn't have access to before. Now you have the supernatural strength and empowerment of the word of God. So things started transpiring on the inside of you mm -hmm. that were a corresponding action to the conviction, the new reality that you possessed in the spirit realm. Right. And so we were talking last week about the fact that when we are in faith as believers, that it there is more to being a believer than <laughs> to just make it real simple than just saying you believe. Right. There's more to being a believer. There's actually a follow through of conviction. You know, if your convictions don't lead you to live a certain way, if you're con then they're really they really aren't convictions. Right. If your convictions don't actually produce a fruit in your life, you know, uh, right now there's a lot of that. I'm going to tread on some 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 thin ice right now. But there's a lot going on right now, politically speaking, here in the United States of America. And there are a lot of people that say, yes, I am a believer. I have the heart of God. I love God. I love the word of God. But if your convictions, when you go to the polls, when you go to the voting booth, if your convictions don't prompt you <laughs> to vote in favor of Christ and instead you vote anti-Christ, you ought to take a look at really whether or not you believe it or not, because your convictions should guide you. Your convictions should transform you and your convictions. There should be a fruit that comes as a result of a true conviction that one has. Right. And if you're one of those people that happen to say, well, I believe, but I'm just, I believe, but, uh, you know, believing doesn't, end up leading to anything you really have to examine whether or not what it is you actually say that you believe because if you think about it everything you do in life follows a conviction or a belief mm -hmm. we get up and we get dressed and we go to work because we believe something we believe that after <laughs> after you know two weeks of work we believe that we are going to receive a check. We take our kids to school because we believe that they're going to get an education and that they're going to learn some things that they need in life. We, we, we brush our teeth because we believe that it's going to clear, you know, clean out the impurities and the plaque and whatever from our teeth. Every single thing you do mm -hmm. is because you believe it. Right. Everything you do in life, it, it stems from a belief. You may not give it any thought, you may not actually think about it from that perspective, but you turn on the light because you believe that you're going to be able to see once you turn on the light. You put on your glasses because you believe you're going to be able to see better once you put on your glasses. You cook your food because you know you're I mean, every single thing you do stems from a belief. So the same with the word of God. When you are coming to the Lord, mm -hmm. the Bible says that he who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. There is something that God wants you to believe about him in coming to him. You don't just come to him just out of fear or out of whatever. He wants you to believe that he's a good God. He actually wants you to believe wonderful things about him and approaching him in the first place. Mm -hmm. Why approach a God that is evil and wicked and 
and going to harm you and going to put sickness on you and going to put disease on you. He who comes to God to even come to God in faith, there is a, an inherent belief inside of you that, Lord, your word works. There's something you have that works that I need from you. Mm -hmm. There's some goodness that you have for me. There's love that you have for me. There's deliverance. There's peace. There's something that you have for me. That's why we come to God in the first place. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> when you did, you had that first encounter with Christ. Maybe the next morning, you didn't feel like you were a Christian. You didn't mm -hmm. feel like something happened. In fact, just the opposite. Right. You still had the same desires you had yesterday, right. <laughs> right? Before you said yes to Jesus, you're, you're now feeling the same way. You now have the same uh, temptation in your heart. You still got the same thoughts rolling through your mind. And you know what? You didn't say, I must not be a Christian. Right. You said, nope, that's not me anymore. Right. Amen. Because I believe right. that something happened yesterday. Right. Therefore, out of my belief, I'm now going to lead my life a certain way. Although I still have, I have no evidence. Right. I have no proof. Right. In fact, I have what what would could be considered evidence that I'm not saved. Right. Because I still feel. Yeah. Because look at what I just way. did, and look at what I just did. Look at the thoughts that right. are coming to me. Exactly. It must not have taken. But this is this is where I'm this is where I'm going to, um, before we even get into what we're talking about. But. Mm -hmm. There, there is evidence in opposition that that transformation took place in our hearts. Right. But I still, based on what I believe happened, I'm now going to resist right. those temptations. Right. And now I'm going to lead my life this way. I don't do that anymore. That's right. not me. But, but right. I feel like that's me. But that's not, I'm making a decision right. that that's not me anymore. I'm putting right. that down. And the same thing with him. Mm -hmm. You come to Christ, you receive the gift of salvation, which encompasses healing also. Yes. But I woke up the next day and I still had the same feelings that I had yesterday. Right. And so... I, I don't believe that I'm healed. Absolutely. And so my actions reflect that I don't believe that I'm healed. Right. So I'm doing exactly what I was doing prior to being healed. Right. And just so so what Herman is saying is just as you would be resisting the temptation to uh, identify with the old sin man. The way you would say no, but that that's not me. I don't identify. If you, if you got saved on a Friday, Saturday morning, all these you know thoughts and whatever, maybe you messed up again or whatever, and then you look back on Friday night and say no, but that's who I am. That I am saved. That's who I am. I am not going to identify with that person that just did that thing. That is not who I am, and I resist those things, and I renew my mind to the Word of God, and I press on towards the high calling, towards the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I don't identify with that sin nature, but in the same sense, we can't, we have to not identify with the sick nature. So when we were changed, praise mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. you know, 
that that is one thing that and Herman has brought this up before that that we're taught a lot of times we're taught that you know nothing changed in our physical nothing changes in our physical uh from from the physical nothing changes at all when we're saved it's a spirit and it is a spiritual transaction but really we should have an expectation of anything that identified with the old sin nature. Mm -hmm. If you were a drunk, then that should go. If you were sick, then that should go too. Because when that spiritual transaction changed, praise God, we should be taught, it should be taught to us that whatever physical maladies that we were experiencing would change too. Now, me being this color, is not going to change. Me being a woman is not going to change. That has nothing to do with the sin nature. Okay. That's the God nature in me. That does not change. But if I was sick before I received Jesus, I should be made well upon receiving Jesus. I should be. We're not taught that. But what I'm saying is, is that we have to, as much as we would resist the sin nature, we have to resist the sickness, That's, which is the fruit yeah. of the sin nature. Right. Sickness and disease only came by way of sin. Mm-hmm. So if sin is no longer an issue because I now have a root of righteousness, that's what we always say. That's what I always say when we take communion. And that when we talk about the blood, I say because of the blood, because we've been made right with God and we have a righteous root, sickness and disease no longer has access into our lives because it only had access into our lives from a sin root. Mm-hmm. But if we no longer have a sin root and we have a righteous root, sickness and disease no longer have access into our lives. So I have to resist sickness, which is the fruit of sin. Mm-hmm. The root is sin. The fruit is sickness and disease. I have to resist sickness just like I would resist sin. Just like I would say, no, I no longer do that because right. I've been changed. Right. I no longer do that because I have been changed. I have to say, no, I no longer get sick. I no longer just tolerate no sickness. I'm no longer sick. I no longer just tolerate sickness and disease trying to come upon me and then I just, you know, give in and succumb to just whatever. No, I don't tolerate it. You know, you know what? See, now I. I, I can't see everybody. I don't know what everybody's doing and what, what you look like or anything, but I'm, I'm just going to declare this, that none of you guys that hang out with Herman and Raquel Amen. look sick. Or are I, sick. No, are sick, but don't, <laughs> but don't look sick either. Amen. If I, we coming over today. <laughs> I mean, the breath is fresh. You know what I'm saying? The hair comb. You're looking like life. Why? Because sick people... Or well, people don't look sick. There, there is a response you're gonna have, and it doesn't make something happen. Right. Because I've decided to go brush my teeth doesn't make things right. well. That's right. But it's it's in response to what Jesus has already done. But you know what it starts to do? It starts to change your heart about yourself. You have to believe that you're well. You do. And and sometimes brushing your hair and brushing your teeth. And putting on some clothes and, and whatnot, it actually starts because that's what well people do. Well people get dressed, 
they get out of the house, they go places, they do things. And even if you're not able to do all of that, there is, again, a corresponding action. And it is not to make it happen. Right. It's already a finished work. And let me say this. It also helps those who may be living with you or who have to be around you uh, in the, at this time. It actually helps their walk of faith and believing that you're healed too. And that you're not just, just the way you look can be an opposition. I remember, you know, just all the years where, you know. I had some raggedy it, days, it y'all. It was raggedy. I raggedy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I want to tell you how raggedy. No, we, don't, we <laughs> won't tell you that because you're still my wife, you know. So I don't want to go there. But the point is, is that, you know, <laughs> If she wasn't as raggedy as she was, you know, but it would have it would have helped me when I look at my wife to to see a different picture. You know what I mean? Because you know, a lot of times we you know we're bundled up in our pajamas all day and that hair, we're all disheveled and everything, and everything that looks right. you look at says you're not well. Right. And I know it's not based on what you see, but help a brother out. <laughs> It's all I'm saying. Help, help, ladies, help a brother out, and 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 fellas, help a sister out, so that j just help them out. <laughs> okay, it just it just helps everybody out. <laughs> so, but that's that's important. But you're gonna have a response if you believe something. Yes. If you don't believe something, like I said, if Noah didn't believe God. He wouldn't have spent a hundred years building an ark. A hundred years. hundred years. Building an ark that right. he didn't believe God for. No, he believed God, and that's why he did what he did. You know, Abraham believed God, and that's why he took Isaac up the hill, you know, put him on the altar. He believed God. Everything that we read about in the Bible is because somebody believed something that God said and then acted on it. Again, you can't say I'm a Christian and nothing about my decision making, right. nothing about my life. There's no evidence that I'm a Christian right? and really believe that you're a Christian. Mm -hmm. That cannot be. Mm -hmm. And you cannot say I believe that I am well right. and nothing about my daily existence has changed because I believe I'm well. So I'm just, no, if you believed you're well, you wouldn't be sitting there like that all day. Right. Or you wouldn't be saying the things that you're saying. Right. Now, <clears throat> look like you have something you want to. Go ahead, go ahead. This, we've titled this again, Hearing the Word is Not Good Enough. Because you know what? It's not. Right. If you don't hear the word and mix this word with faith, it doesn't, it's profit a, you. It's, it doesn't profit you. It's a book right. to you. It's right. another book. Right. You know, right. you might as well read Moby Dick or something. Right. If you're not going to mix yeah. it with faith. It's just another book that 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 it could be fiction. Yeah. For, for all that, you know, it without faith, without acting upon it, without mixing it with faith. And what did we say last week? We said that the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So when we hear the word, okay, the faith of Jesus comes in. Yeah. Okay, the faith comes. 
So we said we don't we don't have a faith problem, meaning we don't it's not. Well, I, I need more faith. Well, no, the Bible says in Galatians 2, what, 20, 21, mm -hmm. that the life that we now live, we live by the faith of the son of God. So the faith of the son of God formed everything. Right. Okay. Everything was created by the faith of the Son of God. So guess what? Jesus's faith is not lacking. Yeah. The faith that you possess is not lacking. Right. So you don't have a faith problem in terms of do I have enough? Do I have like the extra strength, or do I have the diluted kind? Do I need right. to add water? Do I need to? No. You have raising from the dead faith. You have going to the cross faith. You have creating the universe's faith. Mm -hmm. You have all things being upheld by him faith. Okay. So that's the faith that you possess. Now you may need, you may need some experience working with that right. universe creating faith. That's different. Okay. You may need to use that faith. It's like having again muscles from that perspective of having a muscle that is not used that you're not using. So it can atrophy because you're not using it. So right. just because of a lack of use, you may feel like I don't have it, but no, that muscle's there. It just needs to be used, okay? So you don't have a faith problem. The faith of the Son of God came when you heard the word. It came in the package. It came in the whole, the grace of God just <clears throat> came and flooded your life. And the faith of God, the faith of the Son of God came on the inside of you. But now in Hebrews is where we're picking up, mm -hmm. where it says, and again, in verse one, it said, let us therefore fear lest a promise being left of us entering into the rest, into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. So that means that people can come short of entering into his rest. Then verse two was kind of the, the main crux of what we're talking about here. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So that lets me know that hearing is not enough, okay? The gospel, the good news that is coming to you, the promises of God that you hear on a regular basis from the word, from, from ministers, from whatever, the, the what God is ministering to you in your heart, everything that you hear that is good, all of the goodness of God that is coming to you by way of the, the gospel, mm -hmm. it can act actually not profit you yeah. if you just hear only and you are not a doer of the word and you do not mix faith with what it is that you're hearing. Yeah. So if you hear and hear and hear and hear and hear and never mix faith, you can actually become hardened to the word you are hearing simply because you aren't doing anything with mm -hmm. what you're hearing. You aren't doing yeah. anything with the faith that is coming. You're not right. mixing it with, you have the faith of the son of God, but it's sitting there stagnant. And as it's sitting there stagnant, it's like it's spoiling. Yeah. It's almost like it's, it's frustrating the grace of God. It's almost like it's spoiling because the faith of the son of God is there ready and willing to transform your life. But you aren't mixing faith with what it is that you're hearing. And it's almost like the gospel is just running off like a broken sprinkler, yeah. running off of the gravel, running down the curb, a long train of just leaky water that's not actually penetrating and affecting a result in your life. 
Right. It's just running down the street. Yeah. You know, James 1.22 says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. If, if you don't apply action to the word, if you don't mix faith with the word, then you will be in deception and no one will be fooling you. You'll be fooling yourself. And we don't want to be there. We want to receive. Let me, let me go on. It says, for if any be a hearer of the word and, and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, for he beholds himself and goes away and forgets what manner of man he was. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and, and continues there, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in all his deed. If you be a doer of the word, you'll be blessed in all your deed. But if you don't, if you're not a doer of the word, you will forget what you just read in the word. It's, it's almost like, you know, there's a, there is a different level of revelation that you have when you're doing something. Absolutely. When, when you have an experience with something, right. there the, the revelation goes deeper. Right. You, we could talk about it. You know what I mean? Like um, just anything. Like, I, you know, I was at the golf range yesterday. So, you know, it's one thing to talk to somebody about how, how to play golf, how you hit the ball. Right. It's another thing to and, do. And, there, and there's a certain amount of knowledge that I can get from talking to someone. Right. But there's another level of revelation that I step into once I become a participant. Amen. Once I engage in the activity, right. now what I heard is starting to translate mm -hmm. out into the natural. And now I've gone deeper. And a lot of times we're always trying to say, I want to go deeper with the word. Let's go deep, y'all. Let's go. <laughs> you Herman and Raquel, why y'all staying so shallow? We want to go deep. I got my, I bought my snorkeling outfit, you know, <laughs> I got my flippers, you know, <laughs> got my flippers and stuff. No, you want to go deep with the word. You want to chew on some meat, start putting the word into action. Amen. Put some, yes. put the word into action. What did Jesus say? He said, my meat is to do the word. Woo. My meat is to do the word. People want to be taught meat, but guess what? Meat is doing the work. That's a big sandwich. <laughs> you know, meat is doing. Whew. See, you know, you can be taught the the you know the, to drink the milk of the word and whatnot. But guess what? When you start stepping out into the doing waters, now you're into the deep waters. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not deep just because you heard something. Yeah. Ooh, that was a good word. Ooh, I heard girl. Did it you was just the hermeneutics yeah. and homiletics. Oh, yeah, yeah, the hermeneutics and homiletics and the homiletics and ooh, praise God. Okay, so what are you gonna do about it? Uh, well, you know, I don't, I, know. I, I don't know. Guess what? God, Jesus said, my meat is to do. So when you start becoming a doer of the word, that's when you cross over into the you know when you graduated. Yeah. But I want from you, the elementary things. But I want you to think about it like this. Because we've all heard the word a lot. We've read the word a lot. We've confessed the word a lot. A lot. But think about it. And you, you know in your heart whether you've been a doer of the word or not. Or maybe at certain times, in certain areas. But guess what? Your revelation 
has gone further mm-hmm. with the word. Right now, maybe you don't understand something about the word. Maybe you've been trying to get something and maybe it's been unsettled in your heart for a, a number of years. If you would just start doing that word, like there's only so much I can read about yeah, love. Right. Like, okay, I'm, I'm reading about love. I'm reading about love and I, I want to experience God's love. Guess what? The best way for you to experience God's love is to go out and love people. Be loving to other people. Mm -hmm. And it'll give you a revelation of love. You can't just read about it. You got to do it. You can't just read about healing. You got to start acting on it. Right. Acting on it, it gives you a deeper revelation. Mm -hmm. No No matter what it is, you will become vastly more uh, educated, I'll say, um, or that just the revelation will go a lot deeper once you start moving on it. You you want to start, you know, you, you you read about laying hands on the sick or praying for people. Well, okay, that's great. But you're not going to go deeper until you start doing it. So Christine has just asked, can you give an example um, like when I like when I was sick. So for instance, one of the things was we had gone to Colorado and I could barely stand. I was actually, I had, I was walking with a cane at the time um, and uh, could barely stand again, heart failure, kidney failure. We're in the thick of it. And we get to Colorado and basically Herman just says, well, Raquel, what would you be doing if you were, you know, since you're healed, since you're the healed of the Lord, what would you be doing? And I said, well, I would more than likely be singing. So then he said, okay, well, then you need to you need to pray about and see about trying out for the, for the praise team because you need to just have a mindset that you're healed. And I'm thinking, I can't even stand up to, you know, to, to sing or much, you know. And then we're up here a mile high in the air, so it's even harder to breathe. I mean, your lungs literally for a healthy person your lungs have to just get used to uh, just the air up there, the lack of, the oxygen. Lack of oxygen up there. <laughs> so now you're singing, and and I typically, when I'm singing, I'm singing really strong songs, you know, for my voice and whatnot. So I can barely sing, you know, I can barely breathe, <laughs> you know. And bottom line, I auditioned, and I ended up telling the people, you know, and praise God, up that hill, it was just nothing but grace. The grace of God was there and the compassion of Christ was there. And I just said, you know, they said, well, that's great. You know, yeah, you can definitely join the team. And I said, yeah, but the only thing is I can't stand. I can't stand. They said, well, that's okay. We'll put a chair up there for you. So literally I ended up joining the worship team and I, everyone's standing, the worship leader standing and then I'm sitting there you know, on a stool looking like a slacker, basically. But, you know, for those that didn't know what was going on. But the bottom line is it was a step. Yeah, it didn't look, I mean, it looked a little odd, you know, but it was a step in the direction of, hey, I am the heel. So what would I be doing? So am I just going to sit back and allow the devil to rob me and 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 convince me that I'll never sing again or or whatever? No, I am going to in Jesus name. And I had to guess what? I couldn't just stand. I had to sit, but Hey, it was a step. It was a step in the direction of healing. Yeah. And sometimes just the thought of 
okay, they're going to let me sit down on a stage. And how does this look? And nobody ever sits down on a stage and prays and yeah, worship. and it looks and horrible. You know, but what I'm saying is that the devil can punk you into not doing anything at all. Right. So you, so, you know, just whatever you received out, and I'm, I'm be honest with you, that step of faith that you took has opened up really My us whole, just being here. I yeah. mean, there's so, there's so much faith. Your whole life has yeah, been just nothing but favor because of singing. But I'm talking about even with, you know, you've been traveling with Andrew for the past four or five years. Because of that step. Yeah, because of that step. That your, step. Your confidence, your confidence came back because, because of, of that, that step. step. You know, so they're just different things that, again, you can read about different things in the word and stuff, but then when you start acting on it. Right. It's, Instead of saying, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to wait until there are no symptoms. Right. And then I'm going to sing. Right. See, it was like, you know. For one, singing is not going to, it's nothing that's going to, it's not like a lack of wisdom or anything right. like that. It's just a, a natural step. Hey, yeah, I can believe God I can sing. If they'll let me sit on the stage, I can do it. Right. So let me take a step in that direction. Let me not be concerned about what it looks like. Let me take a step in that direction. And like you said, we're here even ministering with you guys, really, because God just opened up more door after door after door after door all because of simple obedience to to do that so that would just be for instance an example but can i move on i wanted to get to okay. so you guys so back to hebrews this is a point that 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 further kind of validates this mixing with faith um so i hope that helped um i forgot who asked that question but i hope that that helped um whoever that viewer was but if we go back to Hebrews 4, because this kind of gets even a little deeper here. But so Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 says that it wasn't mixed with faith and then they heard it. And then in verse 3, it says, for we which have believed do enter into that rest. So we which have believed do mix faith with the gospel that is preached. That's another way of the saying believers. it. The believers do that. Yeah. We which have believed so he's, he's requalifying the word belief. Mm -hmm. He just said that those who it didn't profit were those that did not mix faith with what they heard. But then he says, no, but we who believe, we enter into the rest. So that lets me know that the ones that enter into the rest, the believers are have to be the ones that actually do mix faith with the good word, the gospel that they are hearing. And then it says, if I, as I have sworn in my wrath that they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The works were finished from the foundation of the world. This thing was done. His finished works have been finished from the foundation of the world. There's nothing more that needs to be done. The healing is already yours. The, the provision is already yours. Yeah. But we have to enter in. We have to labor. And it's a labor. That means that there's an opposition towards us to enter into that place of rest. There is an opposition. And we talked last week about those giants. Yeah. We talked about symptoms in your body can be giants. God has said that by your, by his son's stripes, you were healed. That is the promise. And that promise is over here. Yeah. <laughs> You're over here saying, yeah, Lord, but that symptom, yeah, but that diagnosis, yeah, but, but that tumor, 
Yeah, but that pain. Yeah, but that that ultrasound just came back. That test just came back. Yeah, Lord. He said, here's the promised land. By my son's stripes, you were healed. Now go get it. Go get it. And we're saying yes, but there are giants in the land. And the Bible says that the works were finished. Every provision is in that promised land. It's already finished. Now labor to go get it. Meaning there is going to be a giant. There's going to be something that comes against you in opposition. But that means that you're going to have to go through that opposition to get to the promised land. Is what yeah, he's but, basically saying. But it's it's go through a giant and enter in something that's done already. Amen. <clears throat> There's nothing that you can do that can access God's grace that he hasn't accomplished already. Amen. If, if it's a part of grace, it's a finished work. Yes. If you don't believe that it's a finished work, you can't enter in. That's true. That's really what's keeping you from entering in. Right. Is you saying it's not done, Lord. Right. The giants aren't defeated, Lord. You didn't finish the work. I got to finish this up. Uh, for you, right. you know, you had you. I yeah, I know you. You, you did ninety nine percent. I'm just right. going to help this out. If you don't believe that the work is done, right, you will not enter into his rest, and you will not participate yeah. in the blessing of of being right. in that promised land. So this is, and, and here's the great news: it's a decision. It's your decision. Nobody can decide this for you. You make the decision whether you want to go in or go or not, but you have to establish that this is a done deal. Absolutely. Yeah, it has to be finished. And you're right, you can't enter into his rest. Right. So if you're if saying it's not done. So if you're saying, I know the Lord is going to hear me one day. No, no, no. Yeah. God, God is faithful. No, yeah. I believe He's faithful, right. and that He's going to honor my request and right. honor it. If, if and you may be sincere in saying that, but that is not faith talking. Right. Faith is not God's going to do something. Right. Faith is me just responding to what He already accomplished. Get it? You are already healed on His end. He's done it all. Right. We just say yes. Right. We just access what's already done. And if you can't say it's a done deal, it's a finished work, rest, you'll always be restless. Right. You'll always be frustrated trying to get God to do something that he's already done. And you're always going to be looking ahead. You're never going to be acknowledging what has happened. And as a result, you're looking for a future event to take right. place. And because that future event is never going to come because it already came right. in the form of Jesus Christ and what he's done for you, because that already happened and transpired. But you, again, as we talked about before, you just roll right over Jesus like a speed bump. Mm -hmm. And you're looking forward to something else that God's gonna do something. Right. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And guess what? You're gonna be hoping and wishing and praying, and it's never gonna come because you've bypassed his rest. Yeah. And his rest happened 
at the foundation of the world, when he said the works were finished from the completed. foundation of the world, they were already completed. And he bypassed that it's already done. See, but that's, that's again, what the Israelites were, were confronted with. They had this promise from God of this land flowing with milk and honey, right? They found out that indeed this land is flowing with, so everything that God said was correct. But the giants that were there spoke to their hearts and said, this isn't for you. Right. This isn't for us. <clears throat> and so that kept them from believing God. Mm -hmm. And then therefore they didn't act on what God said. And so God has given you a word. He's given everybody a word mm -hmm. that pertains to our particular situation. And I heard somebody ask, well, what do I, how do I apply you know, this faith to me having cancer or, you know, like when you got up there and started singing, like, what do I do? Ask the Lord what to do. We can't tell you what to right. do. We and have again, our own situation and, and it's not, but, but again, you can't do it to make something happen. I am responding to what has already happened right. in Christ. So you Jesus. know what would be a great, without even having to pray or anything about it, you know what would be a great response? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Thank you, Father, for having healed me. Thank you, Father, that before cancer even came along, you already were the answer. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Guess what? A heart of thanksgiving is a great response. Yeah, That's a great response. Even before you can, if you're bedridden and can't do anything, guess what? A heart of thanksgiving will start turning that boat around. That'll stir you up. That'll stir you up. And that'll stir, that'll stir you into doing something. Yes, thank and you, Lord, that, that, that cancer was defeated before it even was born. Yeah. Cancer was already defeated that before the from the foundation of the world, you already had the answer that none of this surprised you. Stage four cancer, stage five cancer, stage 15 cancer can't surprise you because you from the foundation of the world already had my answer. Lord, I thank you that you're my answer. That's the way I encourage myself. I pace the floor and I stir myself into faith. I persuade my heart. You have to stir your own heart up. So it's not necessarily, okay, I need to go do this and do that and like make a move and change my medication and, and do this. It's not, it's not so much those kind of things that your mind automatically wants to do like something in the physical. Sometimes it can just be, it can be a spiritual response of, you know what, I'm just going to encourage myself in the word. I am going to I'm just going to give God glory. I'm going to magnify him. Right. But that, but I'm just telling you, you cannot spend time praising God and not have that thing manifest into something that you're going to do differently. Mm -hmm. Like you can't sit still. Right. When, when you've been meditating on something, even if it's something negative, you can't sit still. Yeah. You got to go out and, and. Yeah. And trust me, you do that on a regular, you just. Make yourself praise the Lord. You make, you literally make yourself praise the Lord. You make it with tears in your eyes, with, with whatever it is. You force yourself to praise the Lord. And what will happen is your spirit, it'll take. After a while, it's like, yes, Lord, you've done it. 
I am healed. You will persuade your heart. And you can only do so much of that when you finally say, you know, I'm I'm going to just I'm going to take a walk. <laughs> like, OK, you know, I, I don't know. I've never you know, I have I've been housebound for the last six months because of all this COVID stuff. But you know what? Dang it. I'm going to take a walk in Jesus name. I'm going to walk around my block and praise the Lord. I don't know. I'm going to what I'm saying is the joy of the Lord. It will consume you and it Holy Spirit will just prompt you to just start doing something, Yeah, you know, and it's his prompting. We talked about that last week. It is not your prompting. It is not you saying, okay, well, let me take off my glasses and throw out my medication it's and not a throw away my world. walker and yeah. let me just try to, you know, run, you know, I'm going to sign up for the marathon and, you know, no, it's. Holy Spirit will show you, but it's as you are responding with the heart of thanksgiving, as you are meditating on the word of God, as you are magnifying him, there will be things stirring in your heart. And as you're just obedient to those things that are stirring in your heart, a lot of times that is the avenue. Mm -hmm. That's an avenue of God bringing his, you know, his healing power, just showing up in your life, his grace just just leading you and guiding you. The Bible says that he He guides us. Now, thanks be unto God who always guides us into triumph. That's part of his guiding you into triumph. That was part of God's guiding me into triumph is, you know what? I'm going to start. I'm just going to believe the Lord to sing. And as I did, and one thing led to the next, and it's guided me into triumph. Yeah. But again, Hebrews 4 Coming back, one thing I want to get to is when it says, verse 6, verse 6 says, Seeing therefore, it remains that some must enter therein, talking about his rest, where the works are finished, where the works are completed. Seeing therefore, it remains that some must enter therein. And they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Now we see a new word, unbelief. When we go back up to verse two, it says, but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. And then in verse six, it says, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. So what we can, what we can draw from those two verses is that unbelief is another term for not mixing faith with what you've heard. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's using the two words, the two phrases to describe the same thing. So verse six, that the word preached, they, they couldn't enter in because of unbelief. And in verse two, it says the word preached, they did not enter in because they didn't mix it with faith. So it's letting me know that not mixing the gospel with faith is unbelief. They did not enter into the rest because that is a form of unbelief. Yeah. Okay. It, it doesn't say that they didn't enter in because there were giants. The giants are not preventing you right. from entering into his rest. Unbelief is keeping you. Unbelief is a greater mm. giant yes. than what you feel is a giant. Amen. That particular uh, sickness, whatever it is, that's yeah. not the biggest enemy. Yeah. The biggest enemy to you is that 
you won't believe what God said. Yeah. That is a bigger enemy than sickness. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's that's good. That's deep. Yeah, that is, that is good. <clears throat> you so you you got your eyes set on the wrong problem. Yeah, the wrong giant. Yeah, the wrong giant. Because <laughs> guess what? It doesn't matter what giant is standing in front of you when God is standing behind you. Amen. It, so it, it's irrelevant. Right. The biggest enemy we have is unbelief. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you believe God. The giants got to get out of your way. But you know what the easy fix is on all of this so that it doesn't seem so overwhelming? The easy fix is to start doing the word. The easy fix is mix faith with what you're hearing. Yeah. So then unbelief doesn't creep in because you know what it is? It becomes a thing where you can become so full of knowledge, but because you aren't doing anything with that knowledge, you are atrophying and don't even realize it. Yeah. So you're being puffed up with knowledge. Yeah, I know I'm healed. Yeah. When we talked about this, yeah. I, you know, I watch this person, I listen to this person all the time. I, I take communion every day, three times a day. I speak the word all the time. I do this. I, I've already done that. I've already done that. I've already done that. I listen to the word. You know, I know where that verse is. I know where this verse is. You know where it is, but there's no fruit coming forth. So guess what? More than likely, it's not the knowledge problem. It's the doing problem. It's the mixing faith and allowing all of that wonderful knowledge that you have to inspire in you a faith response that says, okay, I believe, Lord. I believe, Lord. Now, Holy Spirit, show me. Guide me into this victory. Guide me in. I'm leaning upon you. I'm not just going to get fat off the word and not do anything with what I've heard. I'm not going to be a hearer only yeah. and, and, you, and not a doer. And you can't give birth to somebody else's baby. We all, you know, like I said, women get pregnant and they give birth and everybody's baby looks different. So the faith, you pregnant with the faith of God right. is going to look different. So don't say, what did Raquel do? What did Mike do? Yeah, he said he did this and that. Right. It's not about what those guys did. It's about what faith looks like coming out of you. Right. You're a different filter. Right. You. It's It's not so-and-so did this, so I'm going to do the exact same thing. Right. No, you can't force faith. <clears throat> faith comes out of you. Yes. And it looks different. It's yes. a different complexion. Right. It's a different shape. Yeah. So give God an opportunity to kind of breathe faith out of you mm -hmm. and see what that looks like. Mm -hmm. But that comes from spending time with him. Amen. Amen. And then in verse seven, so verse mm -hmm. six and seven, seeing therefore it remains that some must enter therein, and they to him it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. And again, um, belief is another word for not mixing faith with the gospel preached. So the faith of the son of God that came, you're not doing anything with that. You're not mixing it. You're not hearing the word and, and taking a hold of that thing and, and just say, okay, Lord, so, so, so I believe it. And, and so Holy Spirit, and meditating on it one, and just spending enough time with it where you're allowing that word to, to produce something in you, to stir you. 
to stir you, to become established in you. Okay. And then in verse seven, it says, again, he limits a certain day. It, uh, again, he limits a certain day saying in David today, after so long a time, as it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Right. And again, harden not your hearts because so this whole picture, this whole word picture that's being um, established here is saying that the gospel is preached. When you hear the gospel, faith comes by hearing the faith of the son of God comes the complete faith, the, the strong, complete, full faith of the son of God comes. So it's not a faith issue. We have to commingle the gospel preached with faith. We have to respond in faith with the gospel that is preached. And then in verse six, it's saying that when you don't do this, you're in unbelief. And it's saying today, if you will hear his voice, harden not his heart. So again, to not do that, to not mix the faith of the son of God with the gospel preach right. is hardening your heart. What are you hardening your heart to? You're hardening your heart to the word, to the gospel mm -hmm. preach. You're hardening your heart to the gospel <clears throat> preached if you aren't mixing it with faith because that word preached is just being preached, but it's almost like it's falling on deaf ears because it is not, it is not again, stirring anything. It's not becoming established in you. So right. it, it's like that sprinkler, that stray sprinkler that is trying to water the, the ground, but it's instead hitting that hard concrete, that sidewalk. It's not even hitting the, the, the yeah. bushes. It's hitting the, the hard concrete and it's just trickling down the curb. All that water is being wasted because guess what? It's hardened. Mm -hmm. it, it's a hardened, packed down soil. And you know what it's hardened from? In this case, the type of hardening, it's not because you're resistant to God and saying, no, I don't believe you, God. I don't right. believe your word. You're not having a malicious, evil heart in that regard. But what it is, is it's an evil heart of unbelief from the standpoint of you not mixing it with faith. Yeah. So because you've chosen not to mix it with faith, you've become hardened by not allowing that word to, to prompt a response inside of you. So you become hardened by not due to a lack of use, yeah. a lack of a use, like a muscle not being used and atrophying becomes hard and stiff. Mm -hmm. Why? Not because it's, you know, because it's not being used. Right. So you wonder, well, what happened to this muscle? I didn't realize I can't use this muscle because you weren't using it. It atrophied on you mm -hmm. and faith that can happen with faith where you wonder, well, why can't I believe this little cold away? And why can't I do this? Because because of atrophy, <laughs> because you've heard the word, but it's atrophying because you have not mixed it with faith. And it's become hardened without you realizing it, mm -hmm. not as an overt act of your will. You haven't just willingly said, yes, I'm hardening my heart to the Lord. I, you know, I don't believe, but because of not mixing it, you harden and haven't even realized it. Yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough place. <clears throat> that's a place where a lot of people find themselves. I mean, I can imagine just as a farmer, who feels like he constantly has been sowing seed every 
season, he's sowing seed, he's sowing seed, and he's never producing a harvest. <clears throat> Most likely, there's nothing wrong with the seed. Amen. It's yeah. something wrong with the soil. Yeah. And so you, you have to check the soil of your heart. And, and the more, again, that you act on the word of God, the more conditioned your heart gets, the more profitable the word of God is going to be, you know, as a result of it getting planted now in this soil that has a just a, a it's, you know, the, the weeds have been removed. The, the stony patches have been removed. Yeah. And so, guys, you got to take the word and act on it. Act on it. That's going to take you deeper. Yeah. And you're going to be more profitable. The word is going to be more profitable in your life. Um, so we hope you guys take that. Yeah. Take that. And act on it. Like Raquel said, get the praises of God out of your mouth. Shut off. You know, when, when a boat is sinking and it's filling up with water, you don't just get a bucket and start trying to dump out the water. You first got to plug the hole. Right. So plug the hole. Find out where this unbelief is coming from and shut it off. Right. Shut it down. Now I can start bailing this thing out. And now the boat is starting to become buoyant again. It's starting to float again. Absolutely. And so, look, we we really love you guys. We're going to take communion. I'm going to let you do communion. Okay. Today. We have the bread. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Father, for sending your son Jesus and Jesus we thank you that you are the bread of life we thank you that you took stripes upon your back for our sin for our pain for our weakness for our infirmity you took stripes upon your back for our healing mm -hmm. and we thank you Jesus for every single provision that is found in the stripes that you took upon your back. We thank you that we are healed from every sickness and every single disease. Every sickness and every single disease. There is no weapon that is formed against us that can prosper because of the stripes of Jesus. Yes. So we receive right now of the life that is in the yes. stripe, the broken body of Jesus. The life that is in the broken body. Your body was broken for us that every single thing in our body would be completely mended together, completely restored. Mm. And there would be nothing missing and nothing broken in our body because mm. your body was broken in our place, in our stead, mm. in our place. Should have been us, but instead it was you. So we right now receive it. We remind every demon in hell. We remind every angel. We remind you. We put you in remembrance of your own word and covenant with us, Lord, that your word is true. Your word is working in our bodies. And right now we speak right now. Speak to whatever part of your body has been trying to be a giant to you. And right now you say in the name of Jesus, you receive of the life of God. You receive of this broken body of God, his body broken. So whatever that body part is in your body can be healed and mended and restored. We receive right now in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Speak to that blood pressure. Speak to that whatever diabetes, 
Yeah, insulin regulation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, my Uncle Keith, I'm speaking to your liver. I'm speaking to your kidneys in Jesus' name. Healed and whole. John, healed and whole. Ken, healed and whole. Yes. In Jesus' name. Yeah, well, let's put it. And we have the blood that has made us righteous, that has given us a seat at the table. The Lord says that he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. So in the presence of cancer, in the presence of kidney failure, in the presence of whatever it is that is trying to come against you, right in the, it's watching you eat of this table. He has prepared this table before you in the presence of whatever is trying to come against you. You, in fact, are righteous. We, in fact, are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We've been justified. We've been sanctified. We've been given a seat at the table. We have been given a seat inside. We are sitting inside of Jesus. Mm -hmm. We are seated seated at his right hand inside of him. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So, Father, right now we receive of the life. Mm -hmm. We receive the righteousness. We are righteous. We are not condemned. Yes. We are not second-rate citizens. That's right. We are your children, your very children with the same lifeblood and life force and faith and, 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 and status that Jesus himself has. And Jesus, we thank you for your blood. We receive of every provision in Jesus' name. Amen. And sickness and disease doesn't have a right to me Amen. anymore. Because of my righteous root. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Amen. Amen. I just want to remind uh, everyone, because I, you know, you never know who who's new, who's not, who's saved, and who's you know not saved, or maybe you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit or anything. Andrew Omeg Ministries, 719-635-1111. No matter what the prayer request is, you can give them a call. And if you don't know Jesus, if this is something mm-hmm. foreign to you. Please give them a call. They will uh, explain what life in Christ looks like, what that invitation is, what God has actually presented to all of mankind in the in the gift of His Son. And if you want to be filled with power, by all means, give them a call. Give them a call and find out what that power of the Holy Spirit is about. We love you guys. More importantly, God loves you. Take the word, mix it with faith, produce results, be a powerhouse in this lifetime. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.